This is a Geekdo Podcast. A long time ago, on a network far, far away, George Lucas has returned to the franchise he created and then ruined in an attempt to pull it from the gutter. He hired Dave Filoni as a supervising director of a new animated series, a series set during the three years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, a period of war. Today, we're talking about the Clone Wars. Hello and welcome to Drink In, Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Dustin the Bounty Hunter, and alongside me is Saf the Padawan, and along with me is... Keith, I am. With me is... <laughs> General Pale. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Pale Patine. <laughs> pa- oh, man, damn it. Let's rewind it. Do it again. <laughs> pale Patine. Pale. Senator Pale Patine. Pale Patine. <laughs> do it. fine. I'll, I'll, sc- I'll script it. I'll script it. You said it. There you go. <laughs> Pale Patine, Pale. please continue. Come back to the episode is featuring beer from <laughs> Summit City Brewing and Taze River. And we are talking about the Clone Wars. The Clone I sw- Wars. <laughs> I swear, Pale has never done a podcast before. <laughs> He's always confused by 500 <laughs> episodes I feel like it's, in. Yeah, it's like we're starting from like day one over and over <laughs> We give him too much responsibility by making him intru- intro the beers and topic. We do. He always forgets. Maybe we that. should put Keith last and Pale. Pale stick Pale in the middle. And no, we literally gave him too much responsibility last week, and he didn't do it. <laughs> he was supposed to do the hello and welcomes. Yeah, yes. Right. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. All right, today, since it's your guys' turn to start with the beer, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> we have. What are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> that's Actually, Java. I don't, I don't Java. think Boss Nass. I don't think Boss Nass is in the Clone Wars. No, yeah, <laughs> Boss Nass. That's who I was thinking yep. of. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my. All right. Pale and I, on this side of the galaxy, we have Hopalata Galaxy from Summit City Brewing, coming in at 7.5% ABV and a mystery number IBU, because none was listed. We'll have to figure out what that may be. And it just says in a very simple description, this is a hazy IPA with galaxy hops. So Is it hazy? Hopalata Hazy Galaxy, far, far away. Mm-hmm. Looks hazy to me. It's very hazy, but let's first look at the can before we look at the beer. Oh, yeah. Which is definitely not a Star Wars beer, as I do the scroll. That was the, <laughs> the opening crawl. It's a nice little can. It's got the uh, like pink background with yellow striped tops that we see here. The black Reminds me of pink lemonade. Yeah, it does. The black stripe down at the bottom that says Galaxy Hop Hazy IPA, one pint, 16 ounce, and the Summit City Brewers label on the side. So it's a, a neat little thing. It's part of their 
Hopalata series. They just brew different IPAs and just throw in one strand of hops. This one. I like the shininess to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their their labels are really cool because I peeled off like the toast and jam. So it's a, a translucent or whatever, if you will. Ooh. So that silver that you see on the outline is the actual can. So when you peel okay. it. Okay. Um, you can actually see through it's it. Clear. So you could put this on a window, and it would be oh, pretty cool. It would it'd be like stained glass. Yeah, it could oh. pop a little bit more. So I may have to do these with the Summit City ones. I like the label, but it's just so far from Star Wars, and I was just really hoping we would <laughs> see some kind of like space galaxy like theme, and it's not that at all. But it's very consistent with the other Hopalata beers. That they have, they they all look like this, like holographic with big hops and little hops and. Mm-hmm. I think the colors. other one they have is green. Did you see the other one in the cooler today? I they, did. They had I a green one. Two or three of them. Yeah. And they all looked like that. The cursive so, hopalata. So we could say this is like the Mace Windu can of. <laughs> since it's purple. <laughs> yes. Yes. It kind of yeah. like a pink purple color here. I thought. There you go. Hopalata. Kind of sounded like it had coffee in it, like a hop latte or something yeah. like that. Ah. A hop a lot of, a lot of hops. I get it now. So pretty cool, decent can. What about the color pale? What are you seeing? Sorry, I dominated the can. So, is it hazy? It's Alaska again. Pretty hazy. Um, <laughs> but like, if I put up the light, I put my hand behind it, I can see like a shadow like coming through the other side. Yeah, it's not like milky it's, looking. No, it's more. not milky. Like, there's no lactose. I don't think. I stirred mine up a little bit because the hops did settle at the bottom. It was one of those you had to stir. Yeah, yours looks a little bit lighter than pales, but that could just be the camera. Yeah, it's definitely the camera. Mine looks more yellow on my end. Yeah, yeah. No, mine yeah. looks like off camera. Seeing what's on your it lo- camera, yeah. it looks the same pale. <laughs> just my it, camera's trash. Good to know. But I have a, this light, kitchen light, like right over the top of me. That's just kind of glows. It, yeah, it makes it glow more. So what color Ooh. are you guys thinking? It's definitely yellow. Not so much into the orange. A little bit maybe into the orange, but I'd say like either so, Star Fox fur or Clyde's Ghost, which is a little bit more orange, but I'm kind of getting those vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Star Fox fur. They're both in the stars, so that's, that's true. fair. Mm-hmm. We shall do a barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> right into the Death Star and blow it up. Yes. Do, do a barrel roll. <laughs> Fox. What do you get? <laughs> what do you get on the nose? Ooh. A creamy West Coast IPA. It's definitely got that, that creamy IPA smell that comes with that mm-hmm. West Coast. Blech. Yeah, very creamy, citrusy, a little bit fruity. Fruity, citrusy, for sure. Like, I almost think it might be, like, a little danky as well. A <laughs> little danky. <laughs> Got that dank. Got that dank. <laughs> the badonka dank. What are you doing showing up to a party with a little danky hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I thought it was that kind of party. <laughs> Well, Pale, since you probably drank some of it, I'm going to take my first sip. Pale, how does it taste? <laughs> oh, he's taking another sip. Cheater. <laughs> Just did this so he can wait till Keith said something. 
I need about five or six sips, and then I need Keith to talk first, and then I and then you can repeat. Then it. I'll just repeat it, but it'll be in a different way. I'll just change it a little bit. Just reverse the order, like Yoda. <laughs> Okay. Seventy-five-three. <laughs> wow, that's actually surprisingly not as bad as I thought. The smell was very misleading. You definitely get the West Coast on the nose, but that is juicy up front. And there it comes. There's yeah. Ends a little West <laughs> Coast, but oh, there it is. There it is. Found it. Found it, or it found me. It's very, ju- very juicy up front. And kind of hoppy on the back end. Mm-hmm. Like the hop bitterness comes at the end, which was surprising in my opinion. But I, it's Could like. Have been. Keith just said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretending. <laughs> I'm pretending that I didn't hear what Keith said. He probably didn't actually hear what I said. <laughs> yeah, he's usually thinking so hard about what he's going to say that he didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> surprising to him because he had no idea. <laughs> He didn't taste it. Fail. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, you just done. No, it's very refreshing. <laughs> I didn't interrupt at all. He, <laughs> what are you talking? That's <laughs> fair. But it's kind of so, juice uh, notes. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to read on tap because nobody was speaking. I'm I waiting on him to finish. I haven't even said anything <laughs> no. much yet. I was going to ask what kind of juice notes you were getting, like peach. Lemon, orange. It's uh, not so much tropical. I don't want to say peach, but you said peach, damn it. And now that's all I'm thinking. Now you're, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, um, yeah, that's there. It's definitely citrusy. So not so much of the tropical, like, pineapple or I'm not getting any of that. I think I'm getting more of the, the orange, like an orange citrus. It could be... Mm-hmm. Dare I say grapefruit, but it's not quite that bitter because that's the hot mm. bitter that you're getting, not the the bitterness from the citrus. So, except for the sweet galaxy hops, since galaxy is one we get a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's definitely galaxy, that. and I like this hop. That's why this isn't like too terribly. Yeah, that's why it's not too bad. Awful. So a lot of galaxy is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would say orange, and probably lemon. Because there's kind of a like sour bitterness, tart. Yeah, kind of a like yeah sour sour tart or whatever like mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. So a lemon zest. Little, yeah, a little lemon zest. All right, hey Seth, what's the uh, untap say? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> out of one hundred and forty-six ratings, there is an average score of three point eight three. And I have one, two friends. Uh, nope, that's just you guys. I've got Doug Edgar here. He says, one of their better offerings as of late, like this one, juicy, hazy, bitter, a little too pricey for me, but a solid one time try. What? Solid. Oh, a solid one time try. Uh, and he gave it a four. He had this pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. That was the last time this was out. Wow. I'll mention yeah. it on my check-in. Um, two months before COVID, actually, it was 
January 3rd, 2020. This is the last time I think Pale and I went out to Summit City and enjoyed a beer uh, before the pandemic hit. Wow. In full force. Damn. You're the other day after Doug. And this is when COVID was like still being talked about it's coming into the States. Stuck over in overseas still. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure it was here at the time. We just didn't know what it was. Oh, oh sure. I'm for sure. Yeah, it was probably late 2019. Was in the U.S. I'm trying to get the other. Here we go. I was stuck on friends. I was going to say I do have one friend player. that checked it in. Mister Stout Boss okay. is back again. Oh yes, oh, he's he's my favorite because I love his check-ins. He says a shit ton of galaxy, juicy until the finish that dries up a bit. That dries up a bit with a wee bit of bitterness. Reminds me of Octopi Galaxy a bit. He gave it a three and a half. I got After scrolling for a while. I finally found one. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Brett J. Uh, hoppier than some of the other IPAs in the IPA flight I tried. Honeyish and smooth. You know what, Brett? How do I know what you had in your IPA flight if you don't tell me? <laughs> you got to check all those check ins from around. Whatever date that was. Yeah, and it's 4.25. I got one here from Allison A. She gave it a 3.25 and didn't say anything, but the comments I thought were the interesting part. Connor H. says, gotta get toast and jam, Mm -hmm. exclamation point. And then she replied to that saying, next time, I wasn't sure about that one, haha. So we can tell you, Allison, toast and jam is probably their best beer, so definitely get that. Yes. Uh, Jeff K, uh, I think this batch is better than the one before. He got gave it a four. Uh, Andy M said, bitter, 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 350. Okay, so he's got the most recent batch. And so uh, Keith's actually tried both batches as well. So we'll, and I guess Pale too, but he won't remember. Mm-mm. <laughs> whole lot of scrolling i'll tell you what so I'm just yeah there's gonna... not much down there i i scrolled to the end like three times yeah so what do you um what do you think in like bitterness wise there's definitely more bitterness this time and as pale and i were saying it's more in the back end it's definitely from the the lot of hops that are in there um that it's coming from it's definitely not from the citrus i'm not picking it up at least the citrus is the only thing that's saving it but I remember when this first came out, when I had it on the pour, it was a, a little taster, but it tasted just like, you know, the Two Toms, the Hazy Style. It was like back at the craze two years ago, um, and it was their first attempt at it. But I don't know. Maybe it was just the end of that keg or at the beginning of the keg. It's hard to tell with a little taster what it was, but it, it tasted more like a, right. a Two Toms, smooth, more heavy mouthfeel. This is a lot thinner. Which is surprising at seven and a half, but it, it's like a, a thin juice, not like a, a thick hazy IPA. So, you, would you have like a number that you would attribute to it? Is it an exec, uh, execute um, order sixty six? Should I should I execute? Should we have Emperor <laughs> Palpatine execute? Uh, you know what? I I probably would just for because there's nothing else that really matches with this. The bitterness is lingering a little bit on the back end on my tongue. So if uh, Pale Patine wants to go ahead and give the order. Mm, oh, <laughs> order 66. <laughs> That's not the order. Dang it. Execute. Execute. 
Order 66. 66. Jeez, Pales, you've never seen the TV show. Well, I forgot who executed it. I forgot. You know how my memory is. Okay. It was Pale Patine. (laughs) Pale, have you checked in your beer? Uh, Yes. I can go first because I believe Keith went first last week. I said very juice forward with a bit bitter hip finish. I meant to say hop finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to fix that. Just leave it. <laughs> okay. A very a bitter hip finish. Maybe yeah, it'll be like a trend that I started. That way if somebody reads it on their podcast, they can make fun of it. Like we would do when other people saw us. Or maybe finally God, somebody what will. What an idiot. <laughs> somebody might reach out to me and be like, can you please explain what a bitter hip finish is? <laughs> I say, picking up notes of orange and lemon, I'm enjoying this more now than in 2020. So I did give it a just a quarter point up and went 4.25. I'll say a bitter hip finish is like, the beer is so bitter, you can feel it in your hips. <laughs> mm-hmm. It makes me want to move my or, hips. Or it, it's so good, you want to fuck the can. <laughs> That's an amplifier only. Yeah, so you're you're thru- thrusting the hips into the can. If this was All a right, space-related the- can, I would be totally fucking it. <laughs> Oh. Cut your dick off. Let's just say that 4.25 would be a 4.5 if it was a space can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe even a perfect five. I don't know. Ooh, nice. I'd give this one a five out of five. It tastes like ass, but the can is super cool. It's very attractive. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting, Pale, what you just said, because I'm going to flip that and go the opposite way, because I realized my original check-in, I gave this a four and a half. I really must have been drunk. I loved it. Because this is not a four and a half at all. The more I drink this, this is definitely more that IPA style, like I said, the West Coasty, the the hot bitterness right now in the back end that Order 66 is not doing it for me. Yeah, it starts coming through (laughs) Um, later. It's not as good as I remember. Now, granted, it was a little taster, and it was probably a lot sweeter. I think the first batch they made this two years ago, pre-pandemic. Judging by your picture, it was bar- part of yep. a large flight with yeah. dark beers. So I, I usually stick to those IPAs first, though. I let the darker beers warm up. So this, well, this may have been flight number two. I don't remember that night. So exactly, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's interesting this time around. The bitterness, it's not how I remember it. So I knocked it down to a five this time. So as I put, not as good as I remember from the original batch. Wait, this what? has more of a West Coast style, and I'm not a huge fan of this go around. Still juicy, of course, which helps save it for me. So I give it a four. Oh, you said you knocked. Oh, it you down. said knock it down. Oh, I'm sorry. Shoot, four. <laughs> it was a four point five before. It I know what you meant, down. but you just said five. I threw dust in oh, for my man. <laughs> Is it wait? How? I knocked, I knocked it, up. it up. <laughs> knocked it up. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Fucked the can and knocked it up. <laughs> Fucked the can and knocked it up. You guys talk about fucking cans. It's got all in my brain. Got pregnant cans over here. Uh, I was just going to say, like, also having in a can this time will also yeah, affect the flavor. Sure well, since it's been sitting in, we know 
changing it from vessel to vessel multiple times mm-hmm. could change the hot profile. So that could also uh, be part of the problem. Still a good beer. I'm not knocking it in the least, and I mm. love the series, but yeah. I mean, still a four is very good. All right, the beer Dustin and I have been sipping on for the past few minutes is from Taze River. It's called Saber Toothed Stout uh, because of lightsabers. It's a 6.1 ABV, 38 IBUs, which is the cat and mouse on our geek scale because the 38th episode of Clone Wars is titled Cat and Mouse. And that's a cat. It's got a cat on it. Don't describe the can yet until I'm done reading this one (laughs) sentence. Dark and roasty, our saber-toothed stout will attack your tongue with flavors of coffee, dark chocolate, and caramel. Sounds good. Nice. I wasn't trying to describe the can. I was just (laughs) trying to say, here's like more indicators. Another tie-in. Another Cool. And, spoiler alert, I actually haven't had any sips of this yet. Oh, really? I've got a a few. No, I grabbed another can of beer. That I've been mm. sipping off on the side. That's my side beer. <laughs> a side beverage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the can, this one is actually pretty neat. It's black all the way around. It has some like yellow and orange text. It kind of like gives you like this nice little, um, it gives it a pop really when you take a look at it's the It's almost can. Halloween-y with the black and orange or folly. Yeah. Um, and then in the center of the main can, we have ourselves a... Sabertooth, uh, it looks like a saber-tooth tiger. Like the olden days before we existed, olden days. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, S-words for, for teeth. Yeah, you can see like the hilt of the sabers yeah. in, as part of his mouth and all that. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's really nice. It just says American Stout on there. It's fun. I like it. Uh, I think it it kind of makes sense too because Taze River has like a an elephant, like a, a woolly mm-hmm. mammoth as their logo. So it's kind of like they're into the prehistoric uh, time frame. Uh, so it, it's really neat. I like it. And the tiger's kind of almost hand painted looking. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. For the beer, it's nice and black for you, kind of spacey. Yep. I don't really see much. Besides black, yeah, I see. I see a little bit of like tanned head, mm-hmm. and that's about it. There, it's it's as dark as you can get. So if we have anything Star Wars related in the darkness, mm. that's not K two S O because I feel like we use that one quite a bit. I mean, there's xenomorph in space, or we could just say like the background of the opening crawl. Yeah, there <laughs> of it is Star Wars. It's just <laughs> space. Yep, it's just space. <laughs> And it's neat too because the color of the can text is like that. It would be as a scroller on mm-hmm. the uh, on the the Clone Wars. So there you go, boom and boom. Lots of reasons we chose it. Uh, do you smell anything? Yeah, I do. I smell roasty. Yeah, kind of like a coffee-ish yeah. coffee roasters. Mm-hmm. It's like a fresh bean, a fresh oh. bean mm-hmm. Ooh, fresh bean. Fresh beans. Fresh coffee baked beans. beans. <laughs> Not baked beans. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like coffee beans. <laughs> yeah. I would go for some baked beans right now, though. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean. <laughs> yes. Some onions. <laughs> <laughs> and, some and name a cheese. 
<laughs> cheese, cheese and, and bacon and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just really get like the coffee uh roasty coffee yeah that's not uh, really more. the only thing that i smell i've been trying a couple times yeah um i want to smell chocolate but i can't can't really smell the chocolate at all no so mm. just kind of the part of the chocolate profile that comes with coffee but nothing separate right. from that absolutely all right let's drink her up has a very smooth nitro-esque yeah feel to it um Still getting that coffee. I do get more yeah. chocolate uh, notes. Yeah. As it lingers flavor. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely tastes like a nitro for sure. Like, I'm stuck on the nitro part right now. Yeah, it's I, super smooth. Yeah, because I poured this when we started. That was 20 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago. And I still have head on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just have like a little brim job. Yeah, I mean, after drinking a little bit of it, I still have a little bit of room oh, wow. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah more than me. But I don't know. It also just sat there for twenty minutes. Yeah, I have been drinking mine more. Maybe I sucked all the head down. It's possible. Um, yeah, but it's really smooth. Um, this is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a really good stout. I almost get like a cherry, like a black cherry or, or like a raisin aftertaste mm. i think the resiny is kind of common with these beers but you're right yeah, 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 now. yeah for sure i think i would taste that more so than i would taste the caramel i definitely don't yeah taste no the, caramel yeah definitely no caramel there um even like dark chocolate i'm not really too sure about there's a chocolate flavor there but it's not yeah bitter. it's not yeah agreed more of like milk chocolate, mm-hmm. like a sweeter chocolate. I don't get yeah. a lot of bitterness. I wonder what the world thinks. Sure. Out of 495 check-ins, 366 have rated for a 3.8 average. Hmm. Not bad. I've had three friends that have checked it in. Allison Wolf. I think I know I think who so. that is. I met her once. Oh, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I met her. Yeah, I saw I saw her like at a couple breweries in one time. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we've been to her wedding. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Dustin, husband. were you there for that? I think you made an appearance. I'm gonna say that I was. <laughs> oh you did make an appearance. You made a cameo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said she said three and a half. I know Keith and Pale were there because they sat at my table, but I don't remember seeing <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you were up front. Where were you Where sitting? Were you I was up in the front. Yeah, <laughs> I was part. I was part of the party. <laughs> Set up at the table. Dustin was involved in the ceremony. And oh yeah, I'm like, what is he doing up there? Did I <laughs> did, did I officiate it? He officiated yeah, my wedding, possible. so it's po- yeah, possible yeah, that he was officiating Allison's. I'll have to talk to her about that. I'll just... <laughs> I'll see if I if I you know ring her up if she lets me know. I could ask her husband. I notice you guys have a similar last name now. I don't wonder what was the deal with that. I don't know. <laughs> Just a coincidence, maybe. Happy coincidence. <laughs> All right, pale. Uh, Wayne Horn gave it a three point seven five, but nobody writes anything. No descriptions. God, it's unfair. I hate these people. There's a couple of good ones down here. <laughs> 
pale's targeting me because I've also <laughs> checked this beer in. Yeah, I didn't rate it. I did rate it, but I didn't write anything. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, AJJ here says smooth, not overbearing. Notes of chocolate, and he gave it a four. He had it on draft. Aw, Matt Y took a picture with his doog, and his doog does not look very happy because there's a cat on the can. Doog's trying to sleep, and he's taking a picture with the... (laughs) He didn't say anything. He just put his dog in the picture. Somebody with a Purdue glass. That's nice. It's not Dustin. Hmm. That's why I thought. I'm like, oh, here's Dustin's, but nope. Yeah. I mean, they are in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. They are around the corner. They're not far from there. I saw another one here. Judy S. says smooth. Multiple O's. 4.25. Like their beer so much yesterday that we decided to visit the brewery for boozy brunch. That was Dan Z. He only gave it a three and a half, though. Oh, here we go. Michaela A. Typical stout. Two and a half. Oh, wowzers. Even a typical stout is, deserves I'm more like than that. dying inside. Like most stouts are easily like a 375 or That would four. be me like checking in sours because they're not beer. So typical <laughs> sour. <laughs> but I'm not going to give it a shit two. on it. Ah, uh, this sour. It's just like every other sour. <laughs> <Yep>. One. <laughs> Lee said, a good chocolate medium body beer made creamy by serving on nitro. Gave it a 375. And he did check it in on nitro. Served right into my can nitro. He did check that in right at the brewery. So that's pretty cool. I didn't have time to drink at the brewery. I just picked up a bunch of cans that we've been drinking the past couple of months. Yeah, I did drink this at the brewery. So I'll tell you that I updated my check-in, so I actually have oh, some text okay. now. <laughs> has text pale for you, just for you, some, some text. <gasps> yes! You can read it yeah, later. So for some reason... All you fuckers want me to write things. Just kidding. It says, for some reason, (laughs) the can is better than on tap. Mm. May have been the number of beers I had that day. (laughs) Or today. Or or today, yeah. But this one is smooth and quite tasty. Chocolate, coffee, and maybe nitro. And I bumped it up from a 375 to a 425. Whoa. This is a delicious... Smooth coffee stout. Are you curious what number I gave it? Oh, I am 100%. I think I know what it is, though. <laughs> it's weird that you said 425 because that is also the exact number <laughs> yes. I chose. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I said a really good stout, smooth roasted coffee flavor with good chocolate notes. I wish I had the more of the dark chocolate and caramel notes that it specifies in the description. Because uh, I really just get like the semi-sweet chocolate with no caramel, but either way, it is a really good stout. It's up. It's definitely better than the average. So I would suggest if you're a stoutman, check out this one or Mister Professor Stout. Who's it? Who's your guy? Oh, Stout Boss. Oh, it's a Stout, stout boss. boss. 
He's Stop got the boss. Boss baby picture. <laughs> Not Professor Stout. <laughs> Stout boss should definitely really be drinking this one. Cool name. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> you gotta. He's you gotta, gotta be like listening to the podcast to think. You know, Keith likes stouts. I don't know who this guy is. Fort Wayne. It's like he right. had, I don't know. Maybe you just found me just looking at all the local. He just sees that you check yeah, in a lot be. of the beers he drinks because we're always yeah. reading his stuff. So he's like, oh, this guy. Well, since I already have a nickname. And Keith doesn't. <laughs> and he's a teacher. He and can be a professor stuff. <laughs> hey, I, I I do have one Actively. little caveat I want to throw in here. Dustin, you said you were at mm-hmm. the the brew pub, right? Or the, the brewery. Uh, yeah. Margaret had a check in here and says, the beer's pretty good, but this place reminds me of some non-brew pub place. Not exactly digging it. And she only gave it a three. It sounds like a pale rating because she didn't like the atmosphere and brought it down to a three. Yeah. So I don't know what the vibe you got when you Ouch. went there. Or if non-brew pub? It's a restaurant, a restaurant first. first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty it upscale, too. Yeah. It's, like, really nice and clean in there. But maybe that's because they're, new, they they're newer. Yeah, definitely. Um, it reminds me of if you've ever been to, like, a Cooper's Hawk or some kind of, like, fancy wine, uh, okay. like, mm-hmm. restaurant where you, you have, like, your dining area and then off in the corner is the bar area. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's not like the bar is the main center okay. point. I can see that. Of the yeah. place. And so... But also, also like, all four of the beers I've had were good and I would drink again. So yeah. it's, it's like, it's, there are food oriented restaurant first but they also make hmm. really good beer unlike some breweries that focus on food yeah. right at least, like because all three cans i brought home i enjoyed that llama mm-hmm. ding dong one was really good yeah okay cool and the other very nice other one so it just got like a real modern aesthetic everything is like clean and straight line and all that maybe people want like a more rundown brewery vibe yeah, like a f- uh, a factory or a warehouse with no like. Right. You got the big tanks right in the room with you, where yeah. you, know, you see everything happening. These everything's the kind of behind that, the scenes. Every, the only thing that separates you from the bartender is like a piece of plywood, and then the only <laughs> right. thing that separates you from the brewing equipment is a chain link fence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, definitely been to those places many times. <laughs> yeah, I like them both. Oh yeah, me too. All right, let's get into the topic at hand, correct? We are taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at Drink In, Geek Out. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle down of posts through Twitter and Facebook. If you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing, Instagram is going to be the best thing for you tiktok is just gonna be fun we're not gonna try to be super serious about it uh but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the tiktok you can also find us on our website drinkinggeekout.com there we have our geek srm our geeky abuse our show notes and other links to find out you know more about us or how to contact us you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and yes i know you're currently listening to us but what if you need a new venue? I'm sure we got one just for you. We got merch, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, and more on Threadless at drinkinggeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash store slash drinkinggeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout out on the show. 
and up to the uber geek we have pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you and there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up different tiers you do not have to support us to listen to the show but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there and now back to the show uh We've been, this is our <laughs> new mutants, I think. We've been talking about doing this episode Forever. for like three years. <laughs> uh, but we've finally decided to do it because this is the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, but that movie is bad, and we wanted to still talk about <laughs> clones. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about the cartoon that took place afterwards. And it is uh, May the 4th. Well, this week mm-hmm. is. Not today, specifically. Uh, Clone Wars is an American computer animated television series created by George Lucas, produced by Lucasfilm Animation. The series began with a theatrical feature film that was released on August 15, 2008, and debuted on Cartoon Network two months later. (laughs) I know that's not how it's pronounced, by the way. Uh, the Clone Wars was a massive rating success, becoming one of Cartoon Network's highest-rated shows during its initial run. Throughout its run, the series received mostly positive reception from critics, receiving praise for writing, action, characters, visuals, voice acting, music, scale, and tone. The series was also has also garnered a massive fan following, fan following, and was also nominated for many industry awards, including the Daytime Emmy Award and the oh, Annie, Annie Award. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the highest rated show during its run because now Rick and Morty has that as like the mm-hmm. highest rated like period. <laughs> like not during his run on Cartoon Network, just period. I do remember right. when it came out, I watched a little bit of it initially, but I never got in. I did get into it, but I never set. This is like before DVR would really pick up. Yeah, it was yeah. harder to watch. It was hard to pick up on it. 2008. Because we were. We were all finishing college around that time, so yeah, yeah, it was a little rough to keep up with that. And it kept hopping networks at some point because it started on Cartoon Network, then there was a season on Netflix, and then it ended on Disney Plus mm-hmm. with another season. Mm-hmm. And then there was a movie that was released in theaters that was separate, and then there was like the two D animated yes. series that they did. Like in yep. between there or something? Because I remember that, that one is too. really cool, though. Yeah, I do like that version. Oh my gosh, me and Allison sat back and watched it after the fact because she watched all of the Clone Wars uh, after I did, and I mm. watched them in like release. No, she watched them in release order, and I watched them in how they were meant to be order. And then we watched this, and we're like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was released on. Disney Plus, like, a year later after the yeah. series had wrapped up as... Because there were just, like, four-minute interstitials on Cartoon Network. They weren't real episodes. So then they put it on Disney Plus as, like, an hour and a half long thing or a three-part th- half-hour thing or something like that. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool version as well. Same tone, different animation. Mm-hmm. I remember when Netflix announced it would be leaving the platform to go to Disney plus. And I was like, <gasps> so that's when I first, I started, yeah, yeah. I first started watching mm-hmm. it then and was just like flying through episodes. Cause they were 
like what 20 oh, 25 yeah. minutes yeah really they're not quick. Too, super long so i was like w- watching like on my phone just trying to like get through it as much as i can and i kind of regret doing that because i missed a lot of parts of mm-hmm. it yeah just trying to just like speed through it like rush through it yeah so you you have to think though when it first came out on cartoon network it was 22 minutes because it, they had to incorporate yeah, eight the minutes commercials. Of commercials right. so. Like you were forced mm-hmm. to do so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when then it switched to Netflix, it was kind of like, do we stick to the 22 the minutes or yeah. do we make it 30 minutes? I don't remember specifically what they went with, but yeah. I this think was there were various lengths. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. around 25 minutes, I think they settled on. Just a few extra yeah. minutes of footage. It was... Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of those episodes later in the Netflix room... Just felt like they went on forever. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. They would be like, and they would be like three part episodes. Yeah, <laughs> every time it's like, Jesus, it's taking forever. I'm like, oh, I watched three yeah. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. if we if we go back, if I remember correctly, it was canceled, and then when Netflix picked it up, they mm-hmm. brought back the missing episodes that were planned, and then kind of wrapped up the series. And well, Disney Plus then you know add added the finishing touches, but. You're right. It was canceled there for a while until Netflix picked it back up. And that's when I started binging. And I binged the whole thing on one of my summer binges where I didn't have to teach. Um, And I just watched the entire series. It was exciting. I looked forward to it. I watched like four episodes in the morning when I'd wake up, eat my breakfast, and take a nap. Yeah. (laughs) Take about an hour, hour and a half. That was good. Mm -hmm. I thought, I I wasn't sure if it was canceled or if just. Cartoon Network lost the rights. I thought it was to canceled, it. or maybe they did lose the rights and it was in limbo. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to tell with some like behind the scenes things why things stopped because I think it was around the Marvel shows premiering yeah. on Netflix is when they did the Clone War. So I wasn't sure if the kind of Disney gave the rights to to Netflix or what, was that part of that the whole up? like George Lucas selling Lucas films over to Disney yeah. and it got lost in the legality of it who had rights to it that's why yeah. there was such a huge gap yeah you're right because they did like a bunch of episodes in the early 2010s and then there's like a three four year gap where it's like there's nothing that Netflix does it and then Disney Plus starts so then there's like another big gap where <laughs> They're moving everything from Netflix over yeah. to Disney. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But it I liked how it got wrapped up. Do we want to just quickly jump season sure, to season? Sure, we can do that. Got these little... So I'm going to take the short here. one. All right. Uh, we'll start with season one. Yep. Season one shows a wide variety of battles and adventures with Grievous and Doku as the lead... Doku. As the lead... <laughs> as the lead Divas and Goku <laughs> uh, sorry <clears throat> go ahead Bale. one day I'll get, one day I'll be an experienced <laughs> podcaster <laughs> many of the episodes ship has sailed <laughs> yeah you're probably right we were one of these days I'll be able to read <laughs> we're like six years uh, into this thing now yeah. <laughs> Many of the episodes are standalone, but a common thread throughout the session is that the Republic and the Separatists <laughs> season. God damn it. 
I spit it all over my glasses. Because my face was in my glass and I like spit, laughed, and it splashed back up onto my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pale's response to it was the funniest. Session. <laughs> I'm gonna start that whole sentence it, over. It's, it's only fun. two sentences. It yeah. It's the entire season. You gave him the short one, and it's taking 35 minutes to read it. Oh gosh, I haven't even drank that much. <sighs> All right, here I go. Many of the episodes are standalone, but a common thread throughout the season is that the Republic and the Separatists attempt to convince various planets and races to side with them. Success. I'm just going to say, this is really tough for me because I didn't watch it in season Mm. order. Yeah, breaking it down by season is... It's it's easy to recall because a lot of this was the Jedi going to one planet and then, you know, the whomever, the bad guys going to the other side and everybody was trying to fight for what planet there was a lot of neutral planets that didn't want to side with one or the other Mm -hmm. until the Jedi showed up and showed them that they have love, care and compassion um, and that they had their best interests at hearts and, you know, helping the rebels on that planet or whatever. It was just a lot of, and better lightsaber skills. It was a lot of planet hopping of, you know, who's going to side with whom in this whole battle. It's very Star Trek in that they're constantly trying to get, uh, planets to join the Federation of mm. uh, the United Federation of Planets on Star Trek, so it, it kind of felt like that, like oh, join join this side or be united with us or whatever. But it was cool to see Grievous and Dooku in this because they were pretty cool in the movies. So it's like, okay, where did all this lead yeah. up to? So this was great to see the background of this entire war and where it all started. Yeah, we don't get a ton of interaction between them and the. Movies. Uh, season two focuses heavily on bounty hunter characters, which is I probably think yes. is the most fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like good. the bounty hunters. Yeah, with one story arc featuring Darth Sidious hiring Cad Bane, who we talked about on yes. uh, Boba Love Fett. Cad Bane. Episode, yeah, I think the the Holocron episode is pretty nice too. Yeah, uh, to steal the Holocron yes. from the Jedi Temple on Coruscant that will help. Help! 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 disease. No, just rubbed right <laughs> off. That will help him locate four sensitive children, while another deals with Boba Fett beginning his bounty hunting career alongside a group of more experienced mercenaries, seeking revenge against Mace Windu for killing his father. Oh, there's a that's a run-on sentence. <laughs> I was anticipating more than that. I'll just keep it, whatever. Other major story arcs focus on the planet Mandalore, which took a neutral stance in the Clone Wars, and whose pacifist leader, Duchess Satine Crazy, (laughs) uh, is targeted targeted by both the Separatists. Yeah. Uh, Separatists and the Mandalorian uh, terrorist faction Death Watch and the Jedi leading Republic forces in an assault on the main Separatist battle droid manufacturing facility on Geonosis. 
I remember a lot of season two more so than I remember season one. Yeah, same. Well, it's crazy how much of that season is still like leading into the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett series, live action series. Right. And also Rebels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in the Rebels with, uh, you know, the the different factions of Mandalorians, especially since one of them is a Mandalorian. Um, you find out about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's yes, love interest in Satine I was just going to bring that up. That mm-hmm. was really cool to see. Um, a different side of Obi-Wan, like, oh, he does care. He's not just all about, you know, the Jedi, that he did have a love interest, which kind of opposes, you know, Anakin's take on the whole thing. So it, it's really neat that we get to dive into Obi-Wan and really get to learn more about him. Hopefully that more of that will mm-hmm. appear in the Obi-Wan series. Now, do they ever talk about the Death Watch in Mandalorian? It sounds like, I think they mentioned it, but they don't really go into detail. It's like a something in passing dialogue. I'm just curious. They're the best part. Uh, one, I guess, little thing about the end of the season was uh, when the the droid manufacturing facility was it what exploded or they blew it up and the padawans got stuck under the ground oh like, that yeah that was good yeah, it was like the the two padawan learners hmm. ahsoka being one hmm. of them there's a good episode with padawans i think that's maybe the netflix season but it just came to my mind where they have to go into those caves oh, and the get trials. the yeah yeah get the kyber crystals or whatever i think that's later but i just thought about it when we were talking about padawans sure moving on to season three the first half of both season three and four are diplomatic in nature and focus on the role of the republic senate in the clone wars and how different races and planets are affected by the galaxy-wide conflict as well as the republic's efforts to help them during Season 3, several story arcs focus on the development of char- certain characters, such as Anakin, who is led to an ancient Force realm alongside Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, and learns more about the nature of the Force and his role as the Chosen One. That was a good episode. Ahsoka, that who really defies cool. Anakin's order to join his team in a mission to break a Jedi Master out of a Separatist prison, and must later lead her own team of captured Jedi Padawans when they find themselves hunted by the... Trandoshans, and Ventress, who is betrayed by Dooku, returns to her night sister clan on Dathomir and tries and tries to exact revenge mm, yes. on her former master through his new apprentice, Savage Opris, who ultimately, ultimately turns on both Ventress and Dooku to follow his own path. Yeah. Brother! I was wondering if Ventress would show up on mm-hmm. Obi-Wan as well, because they have like history. I see her in live action would be interesting, because she's got that weird long <laughs> bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> she's very, like, Kenobi, or not Kenobi, uh, what is it, the the clone people, yeah. the Kenoshans? Yeah. yeah. It's a very, like, Kenoshan, like, very tiny long neck, little tiny head. head up there. <laughs> yeah. This season is good, too, because you see a lot with... The love between Anakin and Padme, uh, you see her getting kind of cozying up to the the Senate and there's some players in the Senate that Anakin doesn't like. You can kind of see like mm-hmm. some jealousy happening in there. 
So it kind of just like shows Anakin's, you know, a human. He has the human emotions. And a good Anakin and Ahsoka stuff throughout the season too. Yeah, snips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I really like that episode where yeah. they go to the ancient Jedi planet and he's like seeing visions from his future, which is like scenes from the movies and mm-hmm. stuff where he's Darth Vader. And it, that's just a lot of history that we don't know about of the Jedi's that we kind of get to see some of their, I don't know, yeah, trends or whatever. It's funny too, because the elder who's there essentially is trying to stop it from happening. So he's like, take my spot. Right. <laughs> yeah. They know something's wrong with Annie. Like he's, there's something going on with him. He's, he's mm-hmm. got a darkness in him or something. Yes. So he's like, take my spot and then you'll be just here and you won't be in the yeah. galaxy. You'll be here. And of course he doesn't do it. He's got Padme to worry about. But I don't know. I, yeah. I do like like every single episode that they had the Night Sisters. I just love those are yeah, really those are good. good. Those are good characters. Too. And they go out through most of the most of the series too cuz near the end there's more Night Sister yeah. episodes. And they're interesting cuz they're not really Jedi's. They have like magic powers that come from something else. In season four, one of the story arcs focuses on the 501st Legion who must act independently for the first time when the Jedi general they have been temporarily assigned to serve under is revealed to be a traitor and manipulates them into killing each other, forcing the clones to capture and execute him. Other story arcs feature Obi-Wan faking his death and going undercover as a bounty hunter to thwart a plot uh, plot to capture Chancellor Palpatine, uh, Ventress abandoning her Sith ways and becoming a bounty hunter after the Separatist massacre of the Night Sisters, and Savage finding his long-lost brother, Darth Maul, who seeks revenge against Obi-Wan for his defeat over a decade prior. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a good season. Is Echo part of the 504? First, see one of the because yeah. I know at one point he's like lost and they thought he's dead and they have to go find him and then he becomes part of the uh, bad batch. Was this where he left? Yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know. I I can't remember. He what was part of was. Echo was part of the what the ninety ninth or whatever they called them. That's later. Yeah. He joins them. I thought. Because he wasn't one of the messed up clones. He becomes messed up because he's, like, exploded. But he becomes exploded becomes a bad batch dude. Like, yeah. I'm talking he's part of, like, the original, like, misfits group that are, you know, failing the Jedi Temple stuff. But they figure out a thing as, you know, how to do it their own way. But the 51st Legion, initially the 501 clone battalion later designated as the 501st imperial legion <clears throat> was led by rex uh, uh had the the leadership of anakin ahsoka and rex and they mm-hmm. i think that's who i'm thinking of yeah. <laughs> he, they look so similar those damn clones <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so the commanding officers were anakin skywalker and uh J- Jedi General Pong Krell. Second in commands were Ahsoka Tano, uh, Rex, and Apo, A-P-P-O. And then the staff officers were 
General Maximilian Veers, General Navarre, uh, so on and so forth. And then they just had like all these uh, subunits and whatever, all those people. So I think this is one where they are put down on like a planet and they have to essentially fight their way through this planet. But their general is a piece of shit. It's like, keep yeah. going. Mm-hmm. They have to kind of mutiny. I liked Obi-Wan faking his death. Yeah, that was pretty o- cool. Uh, bounty hunter. That was a good art. That's when he fights Cad Bane for the first time or yeah. second time. <laughs> it's like Cad Bane kind of like knew it wasn't like a real bounty hunter <laughs> for whatever reason. He just knew. Of course he just knew. <laughs> oh, and then when uh, when Opress finds Maul, that's fun too. Because Maul's just like a, a rabid mm-hmm. creature in a cave. Yeah. At this point, like he'd lost his mind. That, yeah, I like that storyline bringing him back, giving him his spider legs, spider robot ball. body, mm-hmm. spider mo, <laughs> doing whatever a spider ball does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't because he's just a ball <laughs> with no legs. Darth Maul, more like Darth Ball. My turn. That Redemption. Let's see if I can get this in one shot. No way. <laughs> Season five features five main story arcs. In the first one, the Republic helps a group of rebels from Onderon, led by siblings Stila and Saw Gerrera, liberate their planet from separatist occupation. The second arc focuses on a group of Jedi younglings who, after completing their path to become Padawans, have to prove themselves by rescuing Ahsoka from pirates. The third arc revolves around a team of droids who, while undertaking a mission to intercept an encrypted Separatist message, encounter an amnesiac former clone commando and must help him recover his memories to escape the planet they have been stranded on. The fourth arc deals with the return of Darth Maul, who joins forces with Death Watch and other criminal syndicates to take over Mandalore and exact revenge on Obi-Wan. The final arc features Ahsoka being framed for bombing the Jedi Temple and having to prove her innocence while on the run from the Republic. Though she is ultimately cleared of the charges against her after Anakin captures the real culprit, Ahsoka elects to abandon the Jedi Order, leaving Anakin devastated. Yeah, that one was Mm. powerful. Uh, the the end of the season where she just walks away from the Jedi yeah, Order. Yeah, she, uh, she gets clear, but she's like, I don't know if I belong here anymore. You guys... Yeah, you didn't believe you me. Thought I me. Would, yeah, you, you thought I would have done this. I really enjoyed those droids episodes. I think there's like two or three episodes where we're just following droids. and like So there's like barely any dialogue except for the yeah. one droid that can talk the little guy that's like... But he wasn't a droid. Right. He was like a little like squid... Not squid, sorry, like a slug dude. He's like, "Hey, make sure yeah. you go do this thing." And, <laughs> and you have the the one little like, you know, the boop the nose guy from the first movie. He's like, "Hit him on the nose." And he like yeah, has like folds that. up. Yeah, folds up is that guy who's like, "Hi, commander." Or, like, "Hi, there's a, general." <laughs> there's a bunch of those dudes that work uh on Tatooine for uh what Amy Sedaris character yeah. <laughs> that Mando keeps going mm-hmm. to. Yeah, the 
he doesn't like him because he doesn't like droids, but they fix his ship. Yeah, the Republic rebels helping like the liberation. Uh, I believe that was ISIS, right? The the like three or four episodes was like the battle in ISIS. And it's the one where oh, yeah. where uh, she or, or she is me Ahsoka is teaching these people how to destroy the boomers mm. by throw rolling <laughs> the grenade underneath and mm-hmm. killing mm-hmm. them that way. And this one's the the Jedi younglings where it, you know have the one where they go through the cave and you know, build their lightsabers and then they get basically hijacked like the ship that they're on gets hijacked and they have to save Ahsoka. All they do is like set her free and then right. she saves everybody. <laughs> then but... she does all the work, but they, they have to break her out. That was, that was good. And then the whole like downfall of Mandalore because of Darth Maul. That was fun too. Yeah. There's a lot of the uh, dark yeah, saber. The dark stuff saber that was so going cool. on there. I think that's where we first see it. Mm-hmm. Darth Maul might be the last person we see with it. And Before it shows up in Mandalorian. Mm-mm, nope. You see it in the Rebels. Oh, I, I didn't watch Rebels. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sabine has it. But she gives it to... Uh, what's her name? That showed up in Mandalore. A Mandalorian. Um, who's Satine's sister? Oh, uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, Bo-Katan. Yeah, so she... like so Sabine gives it to... Uh, Bo-Katan, that's why Bo-Katan that's, says in the okay, Mandalorian, yeah. you have to earn it, you just can't you right, give it to somebody. Right. Because that, she that. lost it because it was given to her. So she, that's how she knows. Cool. I hmm. didn't know all that. Well, that was pretty good. Like, I knew that Ahsoka was leaving. And so, like, I kind of watched a lot of these yeah. end of the seasons as kind of like a... Like, is this when it happens? Is this when it happens? <laughs> is this when it happens? Clearly she must, because she's not in any of the movies. All right. So that was really tough. But in that in that final episode, she meets two people that are helpful with her release. Uh, and they show up again in uh, Rebels as well. So I like how there's like a full circle with some of the side characters. I'm curious how many people will show up on the Asho- Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. For right. Rebels. Yeah. Or if we'll maybe get Captain Rex on there. I think Rex is going to show up in Kenobi first, because I you see I the see the outline of the helmet in one of the trailers, so it's got to be him. That's my guess. That's my guess. Yeah, the clone helmet. Yeah, I and I, I guess we didn't mention um, in this episode when she gets framed for the killing. It's actually Barres or Barris. It is Barris is the name of the the Padawan that sets her up, and she's the one that got stuck in the cave in. With Ahsoka and Geonosis. So before that? Yeah, the couple episodes yeah, a couple seasons prior to that, yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. did that's why it was like perfect, <laughs> like perfect uh getting away with things. Yeah. Alright. The Netflix version. Season six consists of four main story arcs. The clone trooper mm-hmm. fives, I like fives. Mm-hmm is investigating the premature activation of Order 66 in a fellow trooper's mind and discovers the truth about the inhibitor chips that are implanted in the clone's brains, only to be silenced by Palpatine before he can expose it. 
Padme trying to help her old flame rush Clovis expose the corruption of the intergalactic banking clan. I guess this is what I was thinking about with what was the the mm-hmm. jealousy of Anakin was in this season. I thought he was earlier rather than Netflix version. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe you watched order. it in. Maybe it the earlier. order I watched it in. Yeah, you're right. That's probably fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, which caused tension with her and Anakin relationship when he learns about the secret mission he intervenes with it. Then you have Jar Jar Binks and Mace Windu uh, rescuing the captured queen of the Bartoda uh, from a cult headed by the Night Sisters. Uh, well, it's her former leader, Mother Talzin, and Yoda embarking on a journey to learn more about the nature of the Force after he is visited by the spirit of the late Qui-Gon yes. Jinn. So it is assumed that he learns about the mm-hmm. uh, spirit ghosts in this little yep. bit right here. Because that translates to the third movie at the end of that yeah, because where it's mentioned that I spoke to Master, I spoke to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever he said to Master Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked all the uh, the fives, the Clone Trooper Order sixty six yeah. stuff, uh, and like seeing it from their point of view and like trying to remove yeah, these. It's chips good to see that that it shows that they didn't know anything about it. It was something they were designed yeah. to do secretly. They can't control it. And they it. can't control it. So that's cool to see, you know, those that are going to fight against it and that can do this, which leads into the, the next season. I don't know if we're ready to, to go there. If you guys still want to talk about anything else. No, there's nothing too I, big. No, but I do like the Jar Jar Binks references mm-hmm. that they did have. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. they didn't just write him off because he was part of the thing. And so he pops up in like once a season or, twice a season mm-hmm. there's the whole one episode where there's the big odd underwater yeah. fight between the that was cool gungans and the the other guys unnecessary but it was pretty cool uh-huh. very thunderball yeah yoda's journey was <laughs> pretty cool because didn't he end up like in a, a sith place or something and i don't know yeah he, he had a good storyline i think one it was of the this seasons. one because it was the last one, one before netflix or disney picked it up so yeah which season seven is disney plus edition consists of three story arcs the first one focused on captain rex's character as he anakin and a team of clones with genetic mutations rescue arc trooper echo previously believed to have been killed in action and defeat the separatist on anaxis with his help the second one focuses on ahsoka who befriends sisters trace and rafia martez and helps them settle a debt with the Pike Syndicate while trying to conceal her force Luke powers Syndicate. because of the sisters' hatred of the Jedi. The final arc, which <laughs> is set concurrently with the Revenge of the Sith, depicts the Siege of Mandalore, a battle that has been referenced to previous Star Wars media. Ahsoka reluctantly returns to the Republic to lead an assault alongside Rex and Mandalorian warrior Bo-Katan cries, against the Darth Maul's forces in Mandalore in hopes of capturing him. Unbeknownst to them, Maul has foreseen the fall of the Republic and the Jedi Order, and Darth Sidious turning Anakin to the dark side, and hopes to prevent these events by killing the latter. After Maul is captured, Sidious executes Order 66, causing Ahsoka to be attacked by her own clone troopers, whom she is hesitant to kill. 
She manages to restore Rex's free will and releases Maul to cause a distraction, but he ends up disabling the ship they are on. All three ultimately escape, with Ahsoka and Rex later burying the clones who died in the ship's crash and going their separate ways. The final scene of the series shows Darth Vader finding Ahsoka's lightsaber among the ship's wreckage sometime later and leaving with it in silence. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, this is the Clone Wars season mm-hmm. that we all need. Wrap it up. Yeah, tie it all together with the movies. Really good. It wraps it up nicely. I like how it happens concurrently with Sith, but it's like so detailed of everything that's going on. Yeah, we need a closure of all these story arcs that we started. So, Mm -hmm. and I guess we could just start with the the Echo storyline, the Arc Trooper Echo, who is part of like the 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 ninety nine group. that they became arc troopers after like the they're like ah oh, no they're actually doing the things their own way you know um but he was lost in action like they thought he was blown up but apparently the robots turned him into like a machine to save him mm-hmm. but they kind of just use his gen- genetically altered brain to come up with battle schemes that the other clones would use, and that was kind of like their advantage. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really much of saving Echo as much as it stopping the advantage. Uh, and I feel like the softness of Anakin at this point decided to save Echo instead of mm-hmm. just destroying him. You know, so you're like, oh, like this this Anakin's <laughs> good. What happened? <laughs> um, and then this one, I mentioned this earlier in season six. I guess it was. They don't really go into the fullness. I thought there was a little bit in season six, but Trace and Rafi or Rafa, I love those characters because they're like real people. They're they have you know yeah they're, they're just, not Jedi's or yeah. troopers or anything. They're just a couple of guys. Yeah, yeah they're just ladies. Ladies. They're just trying to survive, and they're just like it must be so mm-hmm. fucking nice, you know, mm-hmm. being. <laughs> A Jedi Knight while we're here just scrounging mm-hmm. at the bottom of the food chain, basically. Trying to get the ship off the ground. Like, we have debts like everyone else. And, and then yep. setting up the Pike Syndicate and yep. how, how important they are. Yeah, because they do the a lot of... Star Wars. Yeah, they do a lot of uh, spice talk mm-hmm. in, the, in the Season 7, which kind of leads into Solo with the spice runs and spikes, yep. uh, the, uh, the Pike Syndicate, so... I'm liking. I, I do like the the connections. Yep. Like I'm loving the connections. Yeah, the filling in the blanks and how somehow Darth Maul gets his own little crimson thing. We don't really find out it about sets yet, that up. Yeah, somehow that's related to the Pine Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then we see the Bo-Katan and Darth Maul fight over the saber. Yeah, essentially, the rule that. of Mandalore. Mandalore, yeah. But that battle is awesome between Ahsoka and Darth Maul. Yeah, that's incredible. They're kind of like up on those mm-hmm. beams or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, that was great. Hopefully, we get to see them actually fight in real life, and not just the cartoon versions. Yeah, I was gonna say you do see him fight in Rebels as well. Yeah, but if he could pop up on the Ahsoka series, do you think he's gonna yeah, pop up in Kenobi? You think how that that's all they'll end it? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's coming back. I don't know if yeah. it, in one of these I series or all of them. these series, but we'll yeah, see him again. Yeah, he's, I hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's Ray Parker still. Yeah. He's, yeah, I think it will be. 
Because he's aged, mm-hmm. just like Kenobi. But with right? all that makeup mm-hmm. on, you won't be able to yeah, add extra wrinkles it's to that to face. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> it faded, faded a little bit, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I also would love to see Ahsoka come face to face with uh, mm. Hayden Christensen. That yeah. would be cool. I mean, Cause he's, again, he's in Rebels. He's in Rebels, you see it. Yeah, we see it, but we don't. I want to yeah. see it in live action. I know. I'm just like, saying, like, we see it, and mm-hmm. she knows it's him because she almost yeah because she, kicks his ass. They, yeah. she like busts his mask, right? Yeah, <laughs> she she breaks his face mask and she sees it's Anakin. him. Anakin, and she's like, <gasps> in his yellow eye. It's not fair. She ha- she has two lightsabers. He only has one. But he fucking kicked Dooku's ass mm-hmm. with two lightsabers, though. He, he knows how to use two lightsabers. We saw it. Dooku was like 80 years old. Do not disparage Chris. Do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I think we covered it all. I like, I did like that final scene where they're like on that mm-hmm. crashing ship. Or it's not the final scene, but towards the end, the last episodes or so, we see Ahsoka and Rex like fighting the other clones on that ship as it's like falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. And then they have to let Darth Maul go just to cause a distraction so they can get out of there. Yeah. Because at this point, like when they execute Order 66, Darth Maul is mm-hmm. in captivity. Mm-hmm. They have him in like their brig or whatever they call it. I think it's Yusef. Lead us into Bad Batch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if we're done with Clone Wars, sure. Uh, and then this leads us into the Bad Batch, which happened... A couple years later, it's kind of a spinoff following a group of the Bad Batch uh, clones. It's set after the events of the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch follows a titular titular squadron making their way through the galaxy as mercenaries in the early days of the Empire. So it kind of continues the storyline of Clone Wars. Not technically called Clone Wars anymore. Yeah. Because the war is over. Empire has won. And now we're following just like these leftover few clones that are being it's, hunted because they did not. Right. Their chips didn't fire, except for, I guess, the one did. Well, no, it didn't. They all have been altered. So their mm-hmm. chips were also altered. And then, like, one of them just started, you know, his thing just started going bad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we'd. Crosshairs. Yeah. Is that, what, that his name? He's still, yeah, he's still on. He's like, I haven't had my inhibitor yeah. chip for a while. I'm just an yeah, asshole. I just <laughs> following orders is yeah. <laughs> Can't you tell by my voice? I'm the evil I don't one. Agree with authority. <laughs> it's cool that the one guy does all their voices, but they all yeah, have their unique voice personalities. Actor. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wrecker, but mm-hmm. yeah, they brought in the annoying child, guy. so the female, and it's like I'm a child because yeah. it's a Disney show. <laughs> Yay! I like yeah, some of her stuff in the later episodes, but yeah, the, in the beginning, she is super annoying. Mm-hmm. She's just like the damsel in distress. And you also see Trace and Rafa in the Bad Batch. So that's good too. A saving point okay. of the show, but yeah, all all around, like I think that there was too many episodes. Yeah, of the Clone Wars. I, I think, think there's what 133 a episodes. Jesus. Um, I, I think a lot of those were not necessary to like, if they're making this to close loose ends or tie things off. Mm-hmm. I think it you was didn't need that many episodes. Yeah, it was popular. They're kind of and thinking, they're like, we need to milk this for all it's worth. Yep. And yeah. 
Yeah. That's what, like, in the first season of the show, it was the biggest thing on Cartoon Network or whatever we said. It had, like, huge ratings. So, of course, they're just going to yeah, just keep filler, put, putting filler, out their filler. Right. That's in the what anime I think world. The Netflix season and the Disney Plus season are really good because they kind of digest do the bare minimum and get they just have stories they want to tell and they're not just like filling in like oh here's another war or another battle scene that goes on for 15 minutes in this 20 minute episode uh so yeah i would definitely at least watch those two seasons and then there's probably a a playlist of something that you can see the good episodes from the first three or four seasons yeah honestly if you just google like the best way to watch uh, Clone Wars, and it'll tell you like which one, which episodes to start with. Yeah, you definitely don't have to watch every episode, yeah. but there's some really good stuff in there. I would, yeah. I would think like the good that came out. from this is all the spinoff stuff. We got Rebels from this. We got, I mean, yeah. Obi One series coming up. We got the Ahsoka series coming up. It really mm. helped to tie up those loose ends and open up more doors, so that Disney has a chance to expand this universe and to get and to finish some of these storylines. And fill in the blanks that we haven't gotten since the seventies. So, and, right, and Bad Batch was, it was pretty good. good. Like it stood well. On yeah, the Bad Batch was better. And 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 that came from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the Mandalorian clearly, like, mm-hmm. of course you yeah, knew all about of the, that stuff. You knew about the Mandalore War, but you didn't really know anything about it. You're just not like, oh, Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. <laughs> Tell me right. more. Technically, he's just a clone of a Mandalorian. Oh, and then we have to give out a final Captain Award from our episode 181. We did the Captain Awards back in the year 2020, and we left one out. This is the the one in the million award goes to Captain Rex being one in the million clones. Rex. Uh... (laughs) That's going to do it for our Clone Wars talk. I hope it was worth the wait all of those years ago that we planned to do this. I honestly hope it did a lot better than when New Mutants finally released in Australia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, forgot about that. <laughs> all right. So until next time. Drink, drink up. Drink up. up and geek, geek out. Geek out. Force out.